You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, for your Thursday edition of Locked On Browns. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, on Twitter, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show itself, at Locked On Browns. DMs open, follow back account. As you guys all know, your Thursday edition of Locked On Browns is brought to you by NFL Game Pass. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. See all the action from every game with full game replays. You can also replay an entire game and catch all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. As we continue to roll here, and we're starting to transition from training camp to regular season, yesterday media was only allowed in the building for practice for 30 minutes. Obviously, they don't want anybody seeing any ideas that they have for the Baltimore Ravens come week one. Um, Some Browns news of the day. The Browns worked out today. Linebacker Gary Johnson, Gary Johnson, formerly the University of Texas, spent some time in Washington Redskins training camp last year, played the 2019 season in the Canadian Football League. This, for me, may just be due diligence and reaching out and getting maybe an understanding of a player. Seems really late in the game to for the Browns to believe that there is going to be a linebacker who can make their opening day roster, even with the injury of Mac Wilson. As we spoke yesterday, I believe the position is they're probably going to carry six while they have to carry Mac Wilson while he's injured. And I'm just not sure how Gary Johnson is going to fit in at this time. Um, maybe they decided they, you know, what they've seen in Malcolm Smith isn't enough. I'm not sure, but you know, Gary Johnson at this point seems like the longest of long shots. Ahead of today's practice Thursday, the Browns have released four players. Cornerback Donnie Lewis. Uh, Donnie Lewis was in his second year with the Browns. His rookie season, a seventh round pick, formerly by John Dorsey and the old regime was a rough rookie season. Donnie Lewis was injured most of the time, did not get any uh, real time to participate in game action. Now came into this season where Donnie Lewis's role most likely looked like he was going to be a nickel corner. The problem is, is the Browns brought in four cornerbacks uh, during the offseason and the summer. Kevin Johnson was signed for that nickel duty. Then they went out and took uh, MJ Stewart off of waivers when the Tampa Bay Bucks waived him. He is also a nickel corner. It made the road for Donnie Lewis making, uh, getting a final roster spot here extremely long and extremely difficult. The question would be with these releases, um, are the Browns maybe doing some of these guys a favor where maybe they get an opportunity to get in somewhere elsewhere before the roster purge comes Saturday at 4 o'clock? Because by Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern, Every NFL roster has to be trimmed down to 53. The Browns currently are at 75, so 20, uh, 22 more to go to get to that number of 53 on Saturday by 4 Eastern. Also released today, safety JT Hassel. JT Hassel won a lot of people over in the summer of 2019. Obviously, you know, with the disability of, you know, missing some of his fingers, but his hard-nosed plays, his energy, um, you know, he hit like a truck. But the Browns' emphasis at the safety position this year is having dual players, players who can play the run with strong responsibility and being able to diagnose and being short tacklers, but also an emphasis on being solid, solid in coverage. JT Hassel, the former college linebacker, this was going to be a disadvantage for him. Hassel moved on for JT to stick in the NFL. It's probably going to be in a special teams role and a reserve role as a safety with a specialty 
in you know run defense. JT, we wish you all the best. Jamon Moore, now this is another player here. Now, Jamon Moore was not part of the Browns' new regime. Signed to a futures contract late in 2019, well before Andrew Barry uh, you know, had taken over as the Browns' general manager. He had one thing the Browns were, you know, not necessarily had in the wide receiver room with decent size at six foot three and almost 200 pounds. There were some drops. There were some tough times this summer for Jamon Moore. Uh, he will now be moved on, former draft pick of the Green Bay Packers. Jamon Moore's days as a Cleveland Brown are over. Uh, Daryl Walker, also defensive tackle. Now, he was brought in late in the process, obviously, as they were looking to you know, fill the void while some guys got days off. And, you know, Larry Ogunjobi missed time at the defensive tackle position. Walker is not a big defensive tackle, um, just around 300 pounds. He is not an elite athlete at his 6'2", 300 pounds. So Ricky Walker was in a difficult position to make this roster. Like I said, are more cuts going to become come before Saturday? Um, obviously, there's some guys they want to still get the opportunity to participate in Friday night scrimmage, 7 o'clock Eastern at First Energy Stadium. Will be streamed for you on all the Browns social media sites and YouTube. So a lot of guys are going to get an opportunity to basically, you know, make their final call and give their final sales pitches, whether or not they can be part of the 2020 opening day roster for Baltimore. One more with Donnie Lewis being released at this point is this maybe a, a good sign? You know, is Greedy Williams about ready to go? Um, are we going to hopefully have MJ Stewart for week one? You know, Kevin Johnson, as we know it, is a week-to-week situation. I would still be astonished if Kevin Johnson is available to go week one against the Ravens, but stranger things have happened. But you do wonder with the you know release of Lewis now, are they starting to feel a little bit more comfortable with their cornerback room? as they are starting to get ahead and closer to week one. More coming here on your Thursday edition of Locked On Browns with your host, Jeff Lloyd. The season, this season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch Every snap from every game with full game replays and see all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concept and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. Go to nfl.com slash game pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where the football never stops. Now, I'm going to continue to roll through here. And like I said, we're transitioning here from training camp to regular season. So I, I'm going to speak a little bit on you know, what's been some of the good here of you know 2020 Browns training camp. I know there are some concerns, and obviously the offensive line, you know, without J.C. Treader to this point, and Jedrick Wills, you know, as the development comes from moving from the right side of the line to the left side, demanding the most important offensive line position in left tackle. Sure, there's been some struggles, but... As far as looking at the offense, you know, some things that have just really looked good. Odell Beckham Jr., 
I don't know who's covered him. I mean, Donovan, Donovan Alumbo had a couple of reps where he was able to stay with Odell, but Odell is healthy. The electricity, the juice is back in his legs. The yards after the catch, just spinning players in routes as far as when he plants, makes his cut. The defensive back end up you know, basically looking at air as they thought Odell went one way and Odell went another. Um, yes, he's been eased through training camp, but that's what you're going to do with a star player. None of this matters. What matters for Odell is being ready and 100% able to go when you face the Baltimore Ravens on September 13th. Also, the same kind of with Jarvis Landry. A slower path for Jarvis Landry this year, as it's been day on, day off, as you know Jarvis works to be ready for week one against the Ravens. I think he did more this summer than most of us thought he would. Um, the timetable for his surgery, you know, his hip surgery <clears throat> had him coming back maybe late August, possibly even September. He was able to go when training camp started. They kept him on this abbreviated schedule, and this is all about you know being ready for Baltimore. Maybe he won't be ready for you know 90% of the snaps against the Ravens, but that's just fine. There's other players here with the two tight end sets, with the fullback sets. There's way to keep Jarvis Landry as fresh as possible to succeed when you go against the Ravens. You look at what is probably the strength of this offense, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Both have just looked fantastic this summer. I believe the Browns are going to run the football a lot more than anybody believes in the early going. A, as they wait for their offensive line to develop, whether or not J.C. Dreader and how quickly he can get back, obviously the development of Jedrick Wills. But Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb just look fantastic in this Kevin Stefanski offense. This wide zone, which allows them to either beat the defense to the corner or find the cutback lanes, which both players excel at, leading for the opportunity for Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, to face a lot of arm tackles, you know, six, eight, nine yards down the field when both have a full head of steam going. These guys are going to win these matchups more than they're going to lose it. You look at their involvement within the passing game, you know, the screen game and you know the, the counters with the fake reverses and everything they've done with the screen game that we've been able to see this point. And obviously there's a lot more up their sleeve. Both players have excelled in that aspect. Kareem Hunt, we know there's just more he can do as a receiver than Nick Chubb, you know, whether it's the Texas route out of the backfield and just other things of that nature. But what you're looking forward from two of the both of these guys, there's the opportunity for 200 total yards week in, week out between Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So the Browns don't have to force the passing game if it's not there yet or they're just not comfortable with the development of the offensive line to you know, work hand-in-hand hand with the passing game. They can, they have the ability to run the ball 40-plus times a game if they feel that is necessary early in the season. They may just want to do it because these players are just that good. You look at the tight end combination. Um, Austin Hooper, um, you know, Harrison Bryant, you know, David and Joku shine Sunday in the scrimmage, but Hooper and Bryant. Austin Hooper, it is... Uh, it's blatantly obvious, you know, that the time he spent in, spent in Texas with Baker Mayfield has, you know, reaped benefits. These two, the relationship they have as far as working together as where Baker expects Austin Hooper to be, and Austin Hooper has been there. Um, I believe I can only count one drop to this point. Um, the blocking is there. Obviously, Austin Hooper is going to be involved with a lot of double teams with offensive tackles as far as his blocking assignments, and he's excelled in that to this point. Harrison Bryant has been a star this camp. Um, to think that you know a fourth-round pick comes into training camp, especially in an abbreviated offseason like every NFL team has dealt with during the you know coronavirus pandemic, to just come in here and excel like Harrison Bryant has. And look, it's still a work in progress as far as a blocker, which is more 
more than understandable, and is certainly okay. I mean, he was a fourth-round pick for a reason. But what he has been able to bring in the receiving game, I, I, I have not seen Harrison Bryant drop a pass. I've seen him work the play-action game, you know, where it's Y-leak, which I've described, which is the down block, hold a count of two seconds, then separate from your blocking assignment. <clears throat> As the quarterback rolls your way, where you're wide open in the flat, he's excelled in that. He's excelled in the red zone, using his size. And the thing that's been impressive about it is not just catching these balls, but taking the hits and holding on to them. Baker Mayfield, you know, had a nice relationship with David Njoku in 2018, working these bigger-bodied receivers towards the back of the end zone. Darren Fells as well. Obviously, this is a spot where Harrison Bryant can contribute. I think Bryant is on an accelerated path that I don't think I was expecting. I don't think many of you listeners were expecting. I don't think anybody was expecting. He has just worked that hard, and he has been that much of a contributor in the passing game to this point. He is going to see meaningful reps. And this gets me back also to the tight end situation. There seems to be a lot of talk amongst the fans, you know, trying to pump, you know, basically prop up Bryant or knock down David Njoku. And a lot of people are forgetting about Farrell Brown as well here. The Browns want four good tight ends. This is this is a problem Kevin Stefanski would love to have. And they are all unique in their own way. Obviously, Austin Hooper is your full package of everything. Good blocker, good receiver, has developed a relationship with Baker Mayfield. Bryant excelling in the passing game this early is just an absolute coup for the Browns to this point. It gives them just another offensive weapon to work with. You go to Njoku, you go to 2018 where he had great success. 2019, yes, a miserable season, an absolutely lost season. We all get it. And yes, he struggled to start the 2020 training camp. But there is, you know, talking about overall athleticism at the tight end position in the NFL, David Njoku is top five there. That is how good of an athlete he is. And with this system being so friendly to tight ends, keep him here. There should be a shot where the plus athlete should win in a system that's garnered towards making tight ends successful. Then you get to Farrell Brown. Farrell Brown, the second best blocking tight end within the room. Go back to a lot of those long runs in 2019. Go ahead and rerun those plays back. See who was on the field. Farrell Brown was on the play for a, on the field for a lot of those long runs. For a lot of Nick Chubb's success in 2019, Farrell Brown was a part of it. And you even see him starting to contribute in the passing game as well. And that's just more and more just making things better for Coach Stefanski. And, you know, this offensive system, having four tight ends, being able to use them universally, and just having, always keeping the defense on their toes is what they've got at this tight end position. I think it's become a lot better than I anticipated it was going to be. It's deeper than I anticipated it was going to be. I'm really excited to watch this unit work, especially week one against Baltimore, where there's going to be a lot of firepower for the Browns at the skill position. And there's going to be players like Harrison Bryant and David Njoku, who, when they're on the field, will be the fifth option a defense is going to look to stop. So you're going to look at that, and you're going to look at that as it's a fantastic matchup. We're going to do the same thing here on the defensive side of the ball here, talk about what was the good of training camp 2020 on the defensive side of the ball here in just a second with Jeff Lloyd on your Thursday Locked on Browns. Hey guys, I want you to tell you about a new website that just launched August 1st. 
ohioversuseveryone.com. The site covers all Ohio sports and pop culture. They have in-depth, interesting articles about the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Browns, the Indians, Cincinnati Reds, and of course the Bengals, and the Ohio State Buckeyes, and more. Mike Bassetti recently wrote his, uh, wrote his reaction piece to the Joe Mixon contract extension. So go to Ohio versus everyone and be sure to check that out. It's all your favorite teams, all in one site. And because they cover the entire Ohio area, you get nothing but the best and most interesting story points. Again, that is Ohio versus everyone.com. Ohio vs. everyone.com. On the defensive side of the ball, we look at this and you're trying to look at you know what has been the good of the Browns' 2020 training camp. Miles Garrett, um, yes, there were missed time early. There, you know, there's a wrist thing here where he seems fine from it. He missed a day or two this past week. It's it's just a joy to watch um, when you get one of the game's greatest players. You just sit back, you watch it, and you enjoy it. We've gotten that opportunity with Miles Garrett, and it's almost been a hindrance when he is involved in team drills because he's kind of just been blowing everything up to the point where the offense can't even just continue with the execution of the play. Miles Garrett, you know, everybody wants to say he should be in consideration for Defensive Player of the Year in 2020. There is no doubt about it. Miles Garrett is in that consideration, and hopefully, a full season of Miles Garrett will lead to, if not winning that award, a top finish in that award. Sheldon Richardson has been fantastic on the interior uh, so far in camp. Um, you know, giving Nick Harris all he can handle, also giving Nick Harris um, the work he needs to understand. You know what some of these interior players in the NFL are all about. Being the size that Sheldon is at 6'3 and almost 300 pounds, being as strong as he is, being as quick as he is with his first step and breaking into the backfield. Sheldon Richardson has had a fantastic training camp. And with this year, hopefully with the, you know, hopefully with no injuries, no suspensions, Sheldon Richardson can just focus on playing on the interior. You can still kick him out if need be, but there's a lot more depth this year there was this year than there was last year. So Sheldon Richardson can just focus on being the top defensive tackle that he is. Elianku, I think Elianku had a strong summer. They needed someone with his size to step up with the loss of Andrew Billings. Obviously, Elianku with 335, 340, 340 pounds. He's got a quick first step, quicker than you'd expect for a man of that size. Also, what the most important thing is, is he needs to be able to absorb blocking, absorb double teams, stand his ground. So guy like B.J. Goodson and Jacob Phillips and maybe even Tay Davis can roam free to track down ball carriers. Eli uh, Elianku is not going to see a ton of reps come the regular season, but the reps he's going to see are going to be important because most likely they're going to be in running situations where the Browns are going to ask ask him to use his size to either push guys back or to either maintain his leverage and not let blockers get to the second level. B.J. Goodson at the linebacker position has been a really, really nice surprise. Um, he has come in and just kind of taken like a leadership role, and I don't think anybody was expecting this. Um, the Browns are going to start it basically. A, they're going to start a brand new linebacking crew week one versus the Ravens. Um, you know, Mac Wilson was supposed to be the only holdover. Obviously, Mac's going to be out for a while, but B.J. Goodson has come in here with leadership and uh, the chirpiness and just you know talking and getting the defense fired up. Um, the Browns needed a player like this. It's it, Joe, Joe Schobert led by example. Joe Schobert led by 
effort and you know be always being around the play bj goodson has a different style to him and your know, players normally gravitate to a player who have who has that style and goodson certainly has to this point jacob phillips um as everybody knows was you know one of my draft darlings couldn't have been more excited with the browns making the selection of him in late round three we're still working on the coverage and getting more coverage reps to his you know to his own credit jacob phillips said he just wasn't asked to do it a ton while he was at lsu well, he did. He did succeed there. But he continues to put in the work. He seems to be in the hole on every run play. He seems to know his blitz assignment. And he's able to hide it, not give it away. And he's gotten a lot of free rushes into the backfield this summer that would have led to would-be sack. Would-be sack. So Jacob Phillips has been a nice surprise to this point at the linebacker position. The cornerbacks on a whole have just had a hell of a summer. Um, we all know the player that Denzel Ward is, and obviously we got to see glimpses of that this year. And, you know, obviously matchups with, you know, Odell Beckham, you know, iron sharpening iron, so to speak. But the rest of the group, you know, Greedy Williams has obviously been out for a while, but, you know, his length and, you know, what he's been able to do as far as, you know, when he's on receivers, you know, disruption there. Um, the tackling in 2019 was a plus, which was one of the questions they had when he first drafted him in the second round out of Louisiana State University. But then you get to the guys who have missed time as well. You know, Kevin Johnson, obviously, was a lacerated liver, but he was a star of camp up until that point, was doing fantastic things while working, you know, on the outside and in this nickel corner role, which, you know, they signed him to be a part of. MJ Stewart, another one injured now with the hamstring. But since he has been here, and it's not been a long time that MJ Stewart since he was claimed off waivers from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but MJ Stewart has had a really, really nice summer. And he may be one of these guys that's asked to do a little bit more in the with the loss of Grant Delpit as far as the safety position. MJ Stewart a little bit, you know, undersized, you know, at only 5'11", but carries a thick upper body. So could be someone that contributes within the safety room. Then you get to the A.J. Greens, you get to the Tavier Thomases, you get to the Donovan Alumba, and Terrence Mitchell, of course. You know, T. Mitch, still a, a solid player here, would start for a lot of players in this league with his length, with his, you know, smarts from being a veteran in this league. Um, Terrence Mitchell, you know, may be a big part of the Baltimore game plan. We'll see how many of these corners are ready to go for Baltimore. But then the young guys, you know, obviously A.J. Green learning on the fly here. You know, the abbreviated offseason doing him no favors, but he's had his moments. Donovan Alumbo, I don't think anyone in the cornerback room has gone from a hey who's that guy to oh that's Donovan Alumbo the length the size the build um it reminds me of the old you know Seattle corners where they were big long and lanky and thick and could run Donovan Alumbo it's gonna be difficult to for him to be released I I just don't know how the Browns are gonna do it with what he's put on tape thus far he's stuck with guys like old Beckham Jr he's been you know on players like Lou and he's got the length to cause deflections cause disruption he's had a really really solid player if you want to talk about one player who probably you know went from just a guy under the radar to a guy who really stepped up this summer it is Donovan Alumbo without question Tavier Thomas obviously with the strong special teams play um he's been one of their top special teams performers for a couple of years now it's going to be a big opportunity and a big well maybe a big difficulty for him to maybe finally to make this roster as a corner we'll see if Mike Prefer can fight for him to get it to keep him as part of his special teams unit but there are a lot of cornerbacks on this team and they are all pretty darn good we've gotten to uh you know your browns news of the day we've gotten to you know the good stuff that we have seen from training camp 2020 on the offensive side of the ball the good of 2020 training camp on the defensive 
side of the ball. We're going to continue to roll on through here this week on Locked on Browns. Excited for the scrimmage tomorrow night, 7 Eastern. Again, remember that will be streamed on all Browns social media platforms and along with their YouTube page. Make sure, obviously, you uh, follow the show and you are subscribed on iTunes and Spotify. Ratings, reviews, they're always welcome, of course. Uh, make sure you're following your host at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. You're following the show at Locked On Browns, all lowercase. Follow back account. DMs are open. Best way for you guys to get in touch with me with any questions or ideas for the show or just, you know, questions about ball or just want to talk ball. You guys know you can always hit me up there. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns. <laughs>